0: This is episode 500 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life, so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Convincing Others to Prepare, It Can Be a Challenge. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on prepperwebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now Audible books allows you to listen to the best books when you are on the go. Now I love to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and learning while I stay busy doing other things, especially getting ready in the morning and driving. Now right now, Audible is offering two free audiobook downloads when you join Audible for a trial period, and if you choose not to stay with Audible after the trial period, you still get to keep the audiobooks. Now for more information, you can click the link in the show notes or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash Audible. Hey everyone, well episode 500. I can't believe we're already here. It doesn't seem like... Uh, It's been that long ago that we started the podcast. We're about coming, uh, getting close to the two-year mark, and we're just uh, a couple of weeks away. But man, how exciting is it to finally hit that 500 number? And so, uh, man, I'm just so glad that you've been hanging out. There's been a lot of you that have been with me since the very beginning and a lot of you have joined and then like you'll send me an email like Todd I've listened to all of them all your episodes or I'm working backwards and I'm listening to all of them and I'm like wow and so it's so cool to be able to come to you through this podcast and read these great articles from uh, you know from websites that we link to on Prepper website every single day And I'm just very excited about it Uh, and and hitting, you know, 500. That's, uh, That's pretty cool. So, you know, for episode 500, I have this great article. Now, you know that every day, uh, you know, I say it at the very beginning, I read the best of the best. So I put, we put up good stuff on Prepper website. I mean, we just don't link to junk, right? So we put up good stuff on Prepper website and then I filter those articles down for the podcast. And so, you know, five articles a week, when you think about how many we're putting up, we put up somewhere between eight and 12 articles every single day. And so we do that know seven days a week and then i'm just from there i'm distilling five great articles to read to you on the podcast a week and so man there's just a lot of great stuff out there and so you really get the real good stuff here on the podcast right uh and so i always say that but this one right here i think is a great article it's one that's kind of close to my heart and i think it's one of the it's actually it's one of those things where people always want more information on, you know, how can I help other people prepare? How can I convince them to prepare? And I think this is a great way to do it because you're being very strategic here. And so it's like, you're not blasting someone with, you know, Hey, uh, be a prepper. You're going to die. Right. And so I'm really glad that this one Wound up being number five hundred, and so let's go ahead without further ado. Let's go ahead and jump into it, and then I want to share some things at the very at the very end on the back side of this article. So this one's coming to us from mdcreekmore.com, and again, it's entitled "Convincing Others to Prepare It Can Be a Challenge." Do the following simple things with those you care about, and I firmly believe it will bring you more happiness and more benefit than any single prep activity you can do on your own. So number one, be open with them about your feelings on being independent and prepared for any future events. And second, find activities to do with them on a regular basis that incorporate your mindset into their lives. Now, I worked in marketing for more than 10 years, and I know that the most powerful motivator is not telling people to try something, but by having them actively experience it themselves. That is why there are so many try it risk free and 90 days money back guaranteed offers out there. The companies offering them know that if they can get you to just sample their offering, there is a great possibility that you will choose to buy the product or service. Now let's take the same approach that has been profitable for so many companies and apply it to expanding the number of people in our lives that can develop a survivalist attitude. I feel very fortunate to have been born with an independent nature and good planning skills, but sometimes I get concerned that others don't see the same looming problems in our society as I do. No matter how much I prep, it won't be satisfying if I survive a crisis only to see my brothers, their spouses, and children and my parents and friends suffer especially when I could be doing things right now to get them familiar with being more self-sufficient. However, I feel that there is a prepper inside of all of us. Most people just need to be introduced to it in a casual, non-threatening way rather than be told that the end of the world is soon approaching. Some things I do with family and friends to introduce them to my prepping are... One Sunday each month I visit my parents and can vegetables with them using the old canning equipment and jars that until recently were gathering dust in their garage. It's a good way to pass the time during a visit and they keep the finished product in their basement. It gives me peace of mind to know that they have a growing inventory of food at their home particularly now as they are entering their 70s and are slowing down. I have a niece and nephew, both under the age of 10. Every few months, we sort through the loose change I collect, keeping all nickels and any pennies minted prior to 1982 for their high content of copper. It's fun for them to lie on the floor and sort through all the pieces of money, and they are becoming aware that some coins remain valuable over time because of their content. For further emphasis, I purchase... A United States Silver Eagle for each of them on their birthday and at Christmas. Occasionally, I visit one of the local coin stores and make small purchases of pre 1965 US coins. If my brothers and I are getting together that day, I arrange it that I pick them up so they will come into the coin store with me. They now know what junk silver means and how it is different from coins being minted today which is something that they were totally unaware of just 12 months ago. For friends and co-workers, I loan them books on prepping from my personal collection, all of which I have purchased secondhand from garage sales, local bookstores, or online. I also forward them links to information on the internet, like this blog, that I find extremely helpful. For the most part, I have found people to be at least somewhat interested in why I think the way that I do, and how it motivates me to prep on a regular basis. Sometimes, however, people immediately assume that I have some sort of radical political idea, my planning has nothing to do with any politics, or that I am not as much of a patriot to this country as I should be. If I really wanted to start an argument, I would explain to them that our country was founded by men and women who believed in being self-sufficient And not being dependent on energy and financing from other countries. Instead, I just smile and calmly reassure them that I don't wish anything bad to ever happen to any of us. I just want to be in control of daily necessities as much as possible and be healthy and able to lend a hand should a crisis ever develop. To those people who openly doubt the wisdom of prepping and being self-sufficient, I offer the following suggestion one that does not cost anything. Take one item that you spend money that is not vital to your survival. Most of us have at least one thing and go for a period of time like one month or 100 days without buying that item. You don't have to tell anyone about this in case you are worried about failing and what others may think. Just try it, holding you accountable. At the end of the allotted time, you will feel a sense of accomplishment empowerment that you have greater control over your actions, your destiny, and your future than you may have ever thought. That feeling is why I do the prepping that I do. These are just a few of the things that I do and share with other people. I am certain that you can come up with simple, low-budget activities that best suit your circle of family, friends, and even strangers. The hardest thing I find sometimes is to keep perspective and remain patient. Those of us who frequent this blog and others like it take so much of our understanding on the importance of prepping and survivalism for granted. However, in terms of numbers in our society, what are we? One in a hundred? One in a thousand? One in ten thousand? Now, I am certainly not in favor of disclosing your bug out location to anyone or promoting how much food, water, or precious metals you may have stored But think about how much more confident we would feel about a post-crisis situation if many more people were made aware before the fact and started to develop a similar mindset and stockpiling of materials no matter how small at first. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. All right guys, so a short article with a big big punch and hopefully you understand why I like this so much because it's coming from a very non-threatening way. In fact, some of the things that he's doing here, he's not even ta- he's not talking about preparedness. He's not even engaging them in preparedness. He's just bringing them along for the ride. So, how can you bring the people that you care about and he brought he talked about I thought that one that one paragraph was so important, right? When he said, I wouldn't be satisfied if I, so let me read it for you here exactly. No matter how much I prep, it won't be satisfying if I survive a crisis only to see my brothers, their spouses, and children, and my parents and friends suffer, right? And so, and I love that, that thought right there. I have the same thought. I mean, what good is it if you have if you've prepared all this and then you see all your 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 family and friends suffering, right? And now I know a lot of people that will say, "Todd, I have talked to my family about it and I have told them all about it, and they still won't prep." And I completely understand that. And that can be very frustrating because you are spending the money for that, you know, for pre- for preparedness items and for food and all those types of things. And, and you're preparing for your immediate family. I understand that. But the feeling that you know these are your family members your loved ones the people that you care about people you spend christmas day with and thanksgiving and and holidays and birthdays and all that kind of stuff these are people that are close to you and when the poop really truly hits the fan it's going to be heart-wrenching to say no I'm sorry you can't come over or no I'm not going to give you any food you're just going to have to go and suffer so many of us even with our hardcore nature of no I'm not going to share what I have because they're not listening will eventually break especially if you're seeing loved ones suffer not to mention the fact that you have, especially if you are one of those preppers where you are prepping, you're the lone prepper for your family, and your wife might be okay with it, and your kids might be, you know, so-so. They they really don't know what dad does or mom does. It's it's their hobby. They put away food, whatever, but they're not going to be happy, and they're not going to be able to allow their you know their family members that they see suffer and go through that. They're going to weigh very heavy on you to you know, share what you have. So instead of getting to that point where, oh my gosh, we're at the end, why not begin to do some of this stuff? Now, again, this is kind of like stealth training, right? Or stealth, uh, you know, helping them to understand that being self-reliant. And we don't even man, maybe we even just need to stop using that word preparedness or prepping or prepper and just talk about being more self-reliant and more freedom minded. I mean, who doesn't want to be freedom, you know, freedom minded, uh, you know, individuals, especially in our day and age where we see all these freedoms, you know, just kind of just evaporating. Uh, A lot of the times our family members are going to believe, very close and very similar to the same things that we believe. Now you I mean there's family members where hey one is very conservative, one's liberal and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part most family members believe the same way. And so you know if you are you believe in freedom and you being you know taking care of yourself and being responsible more than likely your family members feel that way too. They just need to put maybe a different you need to put a different vocabulary to it and how powerful would that be? So as I was preparing for this article and I read some of the things that he did, I was trying to think about, you know, other ways that we could like stealth prepare family members. Right. And so something as simple as maybe giving them, uh, you know, some uh, a tomato plant in a five gallon bucket. And and, or you start to grow tomatoes and you start to, you know, you have uh, an overabundance of tomatoes and you're able to share with them. Or maybe you even just grow tomatoes for the very fact that you use them to say, hey, guys, I grew some tomatoes. Here's here's two or three of them. Right. And, you know, these taste so much better than store bought tomatoes have a taste and allow that to, you know, like, hey, you're right. These do taste so much better than store bought. And and if they buy into it, you like, hey, I can get you a plant, a tomato plant, and you put it in a five-gallon bucket and let them just you know grow and, and go from there. And so that kind of will get the bug going. Like, hey, if we can have these tomatoes like this, what you know what what else is there that we can grow and, and easily have, right? And so that begins to kind of get them headed in the right direction. What if you put together a family camping trip, right? And so you like you called your brothers and your sisters and, you know, your, your parents and all your nieces and nephews. And it's like, hey, guys, let's do a family camping trip right and so let's all go we'll all go to this one you know park or whatever and we will camp out and we'll have a, a you know barbecue you know we'll have a fire campfire we'll sing songs we'll do s'mores we'll have games for the kids we'll tell scary stories you know whatever even if it's just like uh, overnight or if it's you know to a weekend a long extended weekend or whatever then how powerful would that be not only would the family be making memories but also you could be doing stuff like hey billy bob come over here and help me you know start this fire and you know you can teach the kids how to build a fire right or you could teach the kids how to set a trap or you can you know whatever it might be out there you you can do all this cool stuff and it's really stealth preparedness hey let me show you show you how to make silver turtles right and and kind of go from there you know let me show you how to uh, make a fire and use the coals and we're gonna we're gonna cook right over an open fire and so that's another way of kind of like just a stealth thing. You could do if you have a fire pit in the in your backyard, and, and those are simple, you don't even have to go camping. You can do a little fire pit and you know, tell invite your nieces and nephews over and like, hey guys, we're going to do some s'mores, but first we've got to get a fire going. Hey, let me cut here, gather around, let me talk you through how to make a fire just in case you ever need to make s'mores one day, right? And so you you do that. And you're teaching them how to build a fire without them even realizing it, right? And you, I mean, they're thinking s'mores and you're thinking, I'm teaching them the, the real important skill of building a fire. What about if you started talking about now the Midwest guy, You, those of you that are listen, listening from the Midwest, man, I've been praying for you because it is bad. You guys have it bad and really we don't even know or you don't even know i'm saying we because i've been thinking about you guys in fact it was a big conversation today with uh with other people that i was with you don't even know the true damage of what's what's going on up there because things were frozen so bad that until you know really the the ice and the snow and things defrost at least get to above freezing level where it starts melting away a little bit you really don't know what the damage is going to be and so the Midwest is going to be experiencing, uh, there's going to be some uh, things there that they're going to have to uh, go through and, and really work through, and man, uh, you know, that's just, that's one of those things, but when something like this is going on, that is something that we can talk about, a, a, a reason to talk about why it's good to be prepared. Now, over on the Facebook page, you know, somebody, somebody shared, one of the members shared, What they have a a family uh, group, right? So it's only family members in this group, and groups on Facebook can be closed off. So the only people allowed would be family members. And so, family members, there were some that live in the Midwest that were a little freaked out about what was going on and what was going to happen. And so, another family member who lived in Alaska was sharing out, you know, ideas and tips and things that they do because, you know, sometimes this kind of stuff happens to them. And was giving that advice before that even before it even got to that point. And so, you know, great advice to be able to share. And then, so we can point to things that are going on in the world and say, Hey, remember Hurricane Harvey? You know, people weren't really prepared for that. You know, they were they thought it was just going to be this rain event, and it turned into you know this big flood in you know on the Gulf Coast. Or you could talk about the hurricane, you know, other hurricanes that happened in Florida, you know, and on the East Coast and, you know, how people weren't prepared and they lost, you know, uh, they, they lost power and, and why it's a good idea to have, you know, some solar uh, backup power battery back uh, backups and stuff like that. So you can charge your phones or you can always talk about how the stores were emptied out just like over, you know, overnight when people started finding out how bad it was going to be. And so you can always use those types of things just to kind of point to and say, Man, you know what, it's not those people up there that um, thought, thought it through and prepared a little bit ahead of time. You know they're probably pretty smart. I can't even imagine. you I mean you don't even have to really talk about the preparedness aspect of it. I mean, you know, you could say, man, I can't even think about you know what it would be like to be stuck in your home all day, not being able to go to the grocery store, not being able to you know uh, you know go outside or go to work. Uh, you know, and so you would, man, that would be kind of uh, rough, right? I mean, how would you handle that? What would you do with the kids? You know, especially if the electricity went out, right? Where which is happening in some places. That's that's pretty scary, right? Uh, not to be able to uh to have electricity especially when it's that cold. So you're able to use these kinds of things that just bring up and you're just it could be one of those things where you're not even asking a question, you're just thinking out loud, you know? I wonder what I would do if I was up there, but of course people are around you and so that might even start a conversation. So there are so many ways of kind of stealth prepping that you know, things that you can do is like wow. Guys, sometimes we don't realize the people around that are around us that they believe in being self-reliant and and preparing. So I had a little, uh, again, another, uh, it's not an incident, but another experience today is what I'm trying to say. So somebody that I know and somebody that knows that I run Prepper website and that I have the podcast, but they don't know that I kind of keep it under wraps for the most part. So when I was on the campus, Everybody pretty much knew, but I'm at a place here where I'm running into people that I don't always know. I don't spend a whole lot of time right with them. They know me and, you know, we have a working relationship, but I don't work every single day with them. And so this one person who knows me well brought up my podcast. And uh, so this other person was interested in it because they listen to podcasts and like Todd, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with education. It's uh, it's more emergency preparedness. And that's what I choose to say instead of Prepper. And I just usually kind of just drop it at that. But she kept pressing me. So she was like, well, what's the name of it? I want to look it up. And so finally, of course, you know, so not to make it weird, I finally said, well, it's called the Prepper website podcast. And she brought it up and she goes, wow, my husband is all over this. My husband probably already goes to your website and, you know, because we started talking a little bit about that. And so, you know, she's like, she, he, he probably already goes to your website and stuff like that, but he'll be interested in this. And so there's a lot of people out there that already have that mindset. Again, I didn't even bring it up. It was somebody else that brought it up. So it wasn't like I'm throwing it in their face. But when they saw it, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, this is this is something my husband's all over this. Right. And so I'm curious to see if her if she did pass it along to her husband. And if she, you know, if he really, uh, you know, listens to the podcast, maybe he's listening to this episode. I don't know. Maybe he goes over to prepperwebsite.com and and checks that out. But wow, you know, that was just an experience where other people are like, they are open to it. So more people than you realize are open to preparedness. And again, I keep saying preparedness, but more open to that self-reliant, living right they, they don't want to be dependent on the government they want to be responsible for themselves you know and they want to make sure that hey i can t- the government can't take care of you better than you can take care of yourself there are politicians that think they can take better care of you than you can take care of yourself but you you and i both know that that's not true we want to be able to have the say, we want to be able to have, you know, the, the, the gear, the food, the, the resources that we want to have to be able to take care of our family correctly. So man, there are, I just, like I said, I really amped up about this article because I think it's very useful. You talk about stealth, you know, stealth prepping in a way to get people engaged. And I really like the thing about silver dollars. You know, you really think about it, giving one of those if you buy it on Amazon, I think you can buy them on Amazon for $23, $24, right? And uh, depending on you know how, how if they've gone up or not, silver has gone up, you can get it a little bit cheaper if you go through like JM Bullion or, or one of the other uh, companies like that. But for the most part, you think about it, a lot of the times you get a $20 gift you know how powerful would it be if you gave a silver eagle and they they might not know what it is but you're like hey that little coin right there that you have in your in your hand that shiny little coin that thing is worth 16 17 23 24 25 and here's the thing it can go up in value so next year it might be worth even more and they're like well what do you mean it might be worth even more well that's silver that's real silver Right. And then you can take them to uh, Kitco and you can show them silver and who knows they might go to Kitco every single day. So how much is my silver worth now? now, Right. And so, of course, silver eagles are always worth a little bit more than what silver is truly trading at. But how great would that be to be able to give that? I mean, I would love to receive a silver eagle for birthday and Christmas, you know, all, all the time, you know, instead of getting a gift card for 20 bucks. Think about that. How powerful would that be? One more idea that I had about kind of getting people to talk about uh, maybe preparedness or doing in a stealth way is having a water filter at home like a Berkey. And so a lot of people will go to the refrigerator and will filter water that way. But if you wanted to have you had a Berkey or you had another water filter out, you could have that out and they would like, they would start asking you like well what is that big old chrome thing over there right and you're like well that's that's a berkey water filter and it filters out this and that and that and it's just you know it's it's the best, the best water that you can get. Right. And so I want to make sure that I'm uh, taking care of my family and they're drinking good, clean water because sometimes the stuff from the tap, you can't always, always trust that. Right. And so you can use that as a way to start talking about that and, uh, and, and getting, getting them thinking about that. So anyway, there are so many things that you can do. You just your mind just needs to take a little bit of time to think about it and, and go there. And you might have ideas on this as well. And you can come over to episode 500 and drop them in the comment section. And I'll be happy to read those a little bit later on. You know, in another podcast episode. But I think that's great to have ideas of how we can stealth prep our families. And again, you're not forcing it down your, their throat. They're just participating right and they're they're starting to realize maybe they start asking questions and and they they start coming to realizations on their own that's sometimes that's the best thing is they they start having this understanding on their own and they come to their own conclusions and then they don't they don't look back at someone's like oh well you know they they forced me into it or they talked me into it it was their own idea moving into preparedness so man, I think this is a, a great article. Like always, I'm gonna link to it in the show notes, so you can come straight over here to mdcreekmore.com and check it out, and maybe reread it and get some of the, some ideas and some um, you know some ideas for yourself. Uh, there are you know a few comments here, and uh, maybe you can get some more ideas from them uh, from the comments here. So that would be that would be great. Well, everyone, that was episode 500. Man, again, so excited to be here and that you are on this journey with me. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com, website and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And this weekend, if you are looking for more preparedness articles, you're not getting enough of preparedness here on the podcast, and you're like, Todd, I want more, then you come over to PrepperWebsite.com. Like I said earlier in the episode, I link to somewhere between you know 8 to 12 articles every single night. And then we have pages just completely devoted to specific topics like firearms, uh DIY, frugal living, uh alternative news, conspiracy. I mean, come on, there's there's something there for everyone and there's just a lot of great stuff over there. So, if this weekend again like you are wanting some more preparedness, you can come on over to prepperwebsite.com. There's a link in the show notes to that as well if you just want to click over there very quickly and then don't forget if you have not signed up for the email list every saturday morning i send out uh i send out an email with about five or six links that you can check out where while you drink your coffee your your saturday morning coffee so it's like your saturday morning prep and i'll tell you what that has become one of the most popular emails that I have sent out. I'm like, man, I can't believe I haven't done this before, but people just really enjoy that. It's like, man, I want to pour my cup of coffee. I'm going to open up my email. There might be an article that I want to read. There might be a podcast to listen to. There might be a video to watch, you know, and so there's some cool stuff in there that I share on Saturday. So if you're not a part of the email list, you can do that. There is a link in the show notes for that as well. And then don't forget to connect with me on social media. You know, I'm on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and definitely would love to see you over on the Facebook group over there. And uh, we have a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of great people. And so uh, I would highly recommend if you are if you are on Facebook to head on over there and become part of that group. And so with that, I'm going to say choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.